Thank you, Arnold. Band. James 1.21. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save you, save your souls. James 1.21. Anybody else got it? Y'all got it? Good. I'm not going to call you up. I'm glad you got it. James 121. I will get you somebody to, to recite the one next week, all right? Instead of me. I'm going to call on somebody. One of y'all. Not going to tell you who. No, I'll tell you who. Nobody will be here. You are here. This has nothing to do with the sermon, just something I want to tell you. We got to give that more than lip service. God is here. He cares about everything that we're going through, the big and the little, the wide and the deep. He cares. Friday, we got real busy real quick. And I was back in the kitchen and I saw Nick getting frustrated. And he was kind of off his game, we'll say. And so was I. Nervous, things just, uh, you know those days when things just don't work out right? Where everything seems to bust or not work. Well, me and Nick were that way. See? But God was there. And something happened that I basically couldn't control. I began to sing. I sang that song, I See the Lord. Seated on his throne. Highly exalted. And the train of his robe fills the temple. And I guess it's something like speaking in tongues. I don't know. I don't have that gift. All I know is I sang because it was I couldn't control that. And I looked at Nick and tears were in mine and his both eyes. And I said, Nick, we're going to see that one day. And immediately. uneasiness was gone the tension was gone we had the best day since pre-covid <laughs> he's here he's here Kyle he cares about the work you do he cares about whether your truck's tore up cares or if you got cancer he's here he's not some concrete idol God is real 
but we're looking at basically the last few weeks of how God tells us to respond in the middle of a crisis. We're looking at how God tells us how to act in the middle of a crisis, to think and to feel in the middle of a crisis. How you and I do with the emotional and the relational problems that are created by this crisis, maybe this pandemic that we're in, or whatever crisis that you're in. We're in this series to help you with this distress caused by the, the pressures and the changes made by this pandemic. Last week I gave you five commandments for emotional health based on what the Bible says about emotional health. James has a lot to say about it. I told you there were ten, so today I'm going to give you the last five of those commandments. But I want to first remove the, the uh, review, uh, the ver first five. And uh, if you if you it wasn't here last week, I urge you to go back and watch it online, uh, or listen to it, whatever you, whatever's easier for you. You can catch it on Podbean or Stitcher, or, or just go to our website. In our Facebook, and you can catch lots of ways. Uh, the very first commandment that I gave you was show grace to myself and to others. What does that mean? Be gracious to each other. Be gracious to yourself. You know, uh, cut yourself some slack. Cut other people some slack. The second commandment that I gave you was Start and end each day refueling my soul. Getting to the word of God. I use the, the saying that, that God's word first word, God's word last word. Keep a Bible close to you. Let it be the first thing that you read in the morning and the last thing you read at night. Don't let your phone be the first thing you read. Don't let the TV be the first thing you see or the radio. The third thing I said was set and stick with a simple routine. These are, these are really easy, simple commandments. Why did I say stick with a simple routine? Because predictability is a, is a stress reducer. Did y'all know that? Having a plan is a, is a simple stress reducer. The fourth thing I ask you guys to do is stop watching so much news. I hope you guys did that this week. There's a bunch of crap on TV, especially the news. You know, so I ask you to monitor your media intake. Because why? We become what we watch, remember? We become what we watch. Do you really want to become what you've been watching? Huh? Hmm. You know, it is kind of funny. If I do, I'm going to become that Pastor Greenleaf. <laughs> I need to stop watching that. Five, schedule a daily connection with people I love. Just refill that emotional cup. Schedule a daily connection with people I love. 
you got to do that just to get that, that cup refilling. If it's just 10 to 15 minutes, just somehow connect to them. All right, last five commandments. Number six, fill in your blank. Let's go. Number six, share your feelings instead of stuffing them. Share your feelings instead of stuffing them. What I'm asking you is, is talk about all the negative ones. Anxiety. This little 11-year-old girl, she's got anxiety. If you got fear, the negatives, like boredom. This pandemic's caused some boredom, hasn't it? Frustration. I've told you guys before, and I'll say it again. Feelings are meant to be felt, not to be stuffed. Feelings aren't, aren't good or bad. They're just, they're just feelings. They just are what they are. And the only reason that we feel is, is feel anything is that we're made in God's image. God is an emotional God. He has feelings, you know, anger, jealousy, frustrated. I'm sure he gets frustrated at us, don't you think? I'm sure he gets sad. He's patient. Just emotions. I'm going to tell you something, guys. When you swallow your feelings, your stomach keeps score. Your stomach keeps score. If you don't talk it out, you're going to take it out on your body. It's going to make you sick. So don't repress them. Don't suppress your feelings. Express them, but do it appropriately, remember. We talked about that. And then confess them to God. Galatians 6, 2 says, share each other's troubles and problems. And in this way, obey the law of Christ. What's the law of Christ? Love your neighbor. Love God, love your neighbor as yourself. He says, bear each other's burdens. Not everybody. You don't have to, you know, bear your burdens with everybody. It's just one or two people that you trust. And they won't blab it all over town. Just, just somebody that, that, you, that loves you. 2 Corinthians 1.8. Let me get over there. Paul wrote this. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction that we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Now, if Paul arguably... Aside from Jesus Christ, one of the greatest people mentioned in the Bible, if he can be utterly despaired, so can you. So can you. If he can be to that point, so can you. Mm. I want to ask you a question. Who are you sharing your feelings and emotions with? I know some of you are guys and you don't think you're supposed to do that. You're supposed to stuff it in. Well, that's a lie. That's a lie. So, guys, who are you sharing your feelings with? Ladies, who are you sharing your feelings and emotions with? If that answer is nobody, get somebody. Work on getting somebody that you love and trust. Men, get you a friend. 
You're not an island. James 5.16 says, Confess your faults to one to another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. Let me go back up to sharing because this kind of gets a sharing your, your feelings with somebody makes you healthier. Then this verse here is incredible. A lot of people don't want to deal with it. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. Healed physically and emotionally. I got to ask you, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed relationally? Share your faults. Share your frustrations. Share your fears. Share your, your feelings. Now, if all you want is forgiveness, then confess them to God. But if you want to be healed, confess them to someone else. I didn't say this. The Bible says. Because I've had people when I leave here, and I've, I've spoken on this before, they say, I don't see how that is. I don't believe that you ought to be sharing your, 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 your deepest, darkest secrets with someone. And I said, well, do you want to be healed? I didn't write it, and I don't have the authority to remove it from here. Amen? But I am someone that have been healed because of this. By sharing my deepest pain and my deepest feelings. I'm a satisfied customer. So I can tell you, I don't hurt no more. But if you want to go on hurting, go ahead on. If you want to keep on being bitter, go ahead on. If you want to keep on and, and it's taking, taking score on your body, then you go ahead on. Because I'm going to tell you, I found out there's power in honesty. Power in honesty. Let me say that again. There's power in honesty. Power in honesty in a group. You know what I'm talking about, a small group of people. There's a lot happens when folks start getting honest with one another. A lot of good stuff. You start taking off masks and you're able to live that far better life that Jesus Christ has offered us. And I'm going to tell you what, during this time, you need to be, be aware of some unexperienced grief right now. There's a lot going on in this pandemic. You say it's not affecting anything. I know people right now that's grieving because they wasn't able to go to a funeral. I know uh, someone grieving right now because they weren't able to go to their child's graduation. I know people right now that's grieving somewhat in my family because they had to hold their wedding numbers down. Not everybody got to come. This thing is affecting everyone. And you, those that are lost, if you've lost something during this pandemic, like or someone... You need to grieve. You need to let it out. There's all kinds of life experiences that you and I may have missed out on because of this, this, this horrendous pandemic. 
Amen? You can deny it all you want to that it don't exist, but it does. And there's folks grieving out there. And we need to be kind. Number seven, seek advice before making major decisions from other people. I might add on that, from other people. Seek, seek advice before making major decisions from other people. Studies have shown that when you're under stress, your brain drops to lower levels. Did y'all know that? Some of you guys ain't got far to drop, amen? And we're under stress. All I'm saying is when you're under stress, you're not thinking your best. You're just not thinking your best. So before you start making major decisions, it would be wise to check with others. Proverbs 15, 22, our plans often fail because we don't seek advice. But listening to good counsel will bring success. Listen to good advice. If you ignore good advice, then you're not going to make good decisions. I'll tell you what else studies have shown. You got to believe this. People have checked. When you're upset, you and I cannot access the smartest part of our brain. Did y'all know that? When we're upset, we cannot access, we can't get to it, the smartest part of our brain. And we're more likely to make dumb decisions under stress. Amen? If you think about it, when you're mad, you don't make good decisions, do you? You say stupid stuff. It's almost like I wish someone could record you when you're angry and then show it to you when you're not. I don't want to see it of myself. I would be ashamed of me. Proverbs eleven fourteen. there is safety in seeking multiple counsel. Don't make major decisions by yourself. Number eight, this one I like. Space renewal breaks throughout my day. Amen. Not naps. I would, I would like to say naps, but I couldn't bring myself to do that. Space renewal breaks throughout my day. Just some time to recharge. Just some time to refuel. Renew. Refresh. And be intentional about it. And like I say, space them throughout the day. Here's what I know. Your productivity will actually improve. If you take several five-minute breaks instead of, you know, one big long one and two somewhat long ones that they tell us to break during the day. Studies have shown we don't need I used to have a two-hour lunch at the post office. Two hours. I wasn't worth a flip when I went back. For 20 years, I wasn't no good. I go on and take a nap. 
does the post office. Take just a few minutes a day. Walk outside. Every once in a while, every hour or so, just take two or three, five minutes just to recharge. Breathe in some fresh air. God's nature is wonderful, isn't it? You'll be more productive. It'll have a good impact on your brain. Like I said, some of you guys need all the help you can get in that department, amen? Like me. It's just like taking doses. We take doses of medicine. You know, sometimes I have to take it two or three times a day. All at one time wouldn't be no good. It'd be gone by lunch, so you have to take a little more. So take a little bit at a time. Let it recharge you. And, 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 uh, but breaks taken more often will help you emotionally and, 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 and than just one real, real, bit, real big one. Talk to God while you're at it. Amen? Because he's here. He's here. Talk to him in those few minutes. Talk to him. You, you don't have to use a whole bunch of fancy language. Just say, God, you know, what do you need me to do? God, I'm having a good time. Thank you, Lord, for James coming back. You know? I'm telling you, day goes better if you take a few seconds, a few minutes. I, I do mine a lot in the bathroom. I just go in the bathroom real quick. Talking about nature re, redoing you. <laughs> I better go on Isaiah 40, 30, 31. Even young people become exhausted and give up too soon. But those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar like eagles. They'll keep running and not grow weary. They'll walk and not grow weak. Woo Emotional health. Spiritual health. Talk to the Lord. Isaiah 58, 11 says this. And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden. That's a good verse. That's why I wanted to read that one. I don't want to dry up. I don't want you to dry up. God will water your garden. Amen. Woo. Number nine. Serve someone suffering more than me. Or more than you. However you want to add to say that. Serve someone suffering more than me. All you got to do is look around. You need to get the attention off yourself and focus on somebody else who is hurting more than you are. I want to tell you something, guys. You need to give back. You need to make a difference with your life. That's exactly what Tyler Morris told me. He said, I'm through with school. I've done this. He said, I need to start giving back. I need to start giving back. Instead of just soaking. You may have been here. You may have been soaking a long time. I got a news flash for you. You need to give back. You need to give back. You need to get out of your little self-centered stage. Amen? It's not about you. James 127, which... Um, 
Incidentally, is your memory verse for next week? That's a good long one. Whoever's doing that, I'll get with you next week. The religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this. This is real religion. To care for orphans or widows who need help in their distress and to keep yourself uncorrupted. Keep yourself uncorrupted by the world. By the world. Public charity, private purity. Help the people that are most vulnerable and keep yourselves pure. You know, right now our church is feeding over a thousand families a month. Is that right, Susan? A little lower during COVID? Well, tell me how much is a little lower. That, that's stout. That's 200 families, no, 400 families every other week that, that we are feeding. Why do I say that? There's a lot of tangible ways that you can serve people here at this church. You get me? There's a lot of tangible ways that you can serve others here at this church. I guarantee you, if you go up there to help at the Impact Center, Bob and Susan are not going to turn you away. not going to turn you away. I never want to hear the words from someone sitting out here. There's just nowhere to serve at North Point. And I've heard those words before. And I want to say, do you know we're a volunteer church? We need people to serve. Go try something. It may not be your cup of tea. If it's not, don't do it no more. We'll go do something. We got a wanna coming up. Always need people with kids. I'm gonna need some help. I got the third through fifth grade. Amen. Sort of. You gotta move, Bob. He's put people here, but they got to move. So I kind of disagree with that, Bob. He'll place you there, but whether you move, it's up to you. You're sitting here today, and you may be prompted to go serve somewhere, but you ain't moved. Not only will you help yourself, you'll help others. You'll help yourself refill your emotional and spiritual tank. Proverbs eleven twenty five says, The generous prosper and are satisfied. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. See, you go to bless someone else and you get blessed. It's what that's saying. You, that ever happened to y'all? You go to bless other people. You go to help and you get blessed. Be a servant to others. Last one. Control what's controllable and trust God for the rest. Control what's controllable and trust God for the rest. God has, what that's saying is, is God has a part in our emotional health and you and I have a part. We both have a part. That's why I'm leery of those statements. God isn't going to control the things that he's already given you to have control over. 
Amen? He's not going to control that. He's given us a will, and he's given us a brain. He's given us the ability to make good choices. He gave you and I a will to choose. And he expects us to make wise choices. And the things that you have a choice in are what's controllable. Does that make any sense? That's what's controllable, what you have a choice in. A lot of things you don't have a choice in. But the things that you do have a choice in are what's controllable. So control what's controllable. You can control when you go to, go to bed at night. You can control what you eat. You can control when you get up. There's lots of things. Those are your choices. And that's your part in the bargain. But you and I got to let God uh, uh, handle the stuff that we can't control. We got to trust him there. James 2, 2, 2, blah, 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 2, 2, and 2 says, we see that his faith and his actions work together. His faith. He's talking about Abraham. We're looking at Abraham as an example. We see that his faith and his actions work together. His faith was made complete by what? By what he did. What he did. Abraham was a good example. Now, it's easy to go to either extreme. Well, what do you mean by that, Jim? I hear something, and this is true. This is one extreme. Well, I'm just going to trust God. I'm going to trust God to do this. And then you become this little clod and do nothing because you're trusting God to, to do it. You just give up all your humanity. And to me, you're just using it as an excuse to do nothing. Amen? Y'all know what I'm talking about. But then on the other hand, the other extreme is this. If it's to be, it's up to me. I'm in control. If it's going to get done, I got to do it. We act as though God doesn't have any part in it. And both of these are wrong. You see, faith and works, they go together. There's got to be a balance. My part, God's part, we got to balance that to stay healthy. Y'all remember the Lord of the Rings? Y'all remember that, Lord of the Rings? What's his name, Frodo? Frodo told Gandalf one time, is, is it in the very beginning? He said, I wished it needs not happened in my time. There have been some times I thought, I wish this pandemic hadn't happened while I was alive. I wish this hadn't happened in 2020. And maybe you're there. But I love Gandalf's reply. He said, so do I. Frodo, so do all the people who live in such times. But that is not for us to decide. It's God's decision. You see, 
All we have to to do is to decide what to do with the times we've been given. That's all we have to do. There are lots of things in life that you and I have no control over. We have no control over this pandemic. And I got news for some of you. You got no control over the government either. You got no no control over a lot of circumstances that happen. But you can control how you respond. You get it? You can control how you respond. And if you put into practice these, these 10 principles from the Bible, you're going to come out a lot stronger. You're going to come out a lot better. You're, you're going to be mentally stronger. You're going to be emotionally healthier. You're going to be spiritually mature. But it's all your choice. Here's some good news. And if the musicians want to come on, go ahead and come on up. Here's the good news. You don't have to do it all by yourself. You don't have to do it all by yourself. Jesus Christ is waiting on you. Jesus will be your Savior if you let him be your Savior. So I got to ask you today, as they're coming up, I want to ask you one simple question. And I'm not a, 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 a fireball kind of fellow, so this is, your, this is your chance today. Would you like to commit your life to Jesus Christ? Would you like to commit your life to Jesus Christ today? If you would, you come down and I'll pray with you. Or would you like to recommit your life to Jesus Christ today? We're going to pray with you today. Would you like to recommit your life to Jesus Christ? If you would, you come on down. I'd like to pray with you. Let me pray for you and I'm going to pray with you. Heavenly Father, Lord, we welcome you here. We thank you because you are here. We thank you because you care. We thank you because you're real. You're not some concrete statue. That you're alive and working in our hearts. Lord, use us to serve others. To further your kingdom and your name. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen.